Hey, man, I'm Kevin Smith. Jason Muse. And guess what? We are friends of the show. That's why we're here on PWTCast, man. Listen. Listen to it. Listen. Listening. Put it in your earballs. Ooh. The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWTCast. Bang, bang. What is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 100 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrum. And this is Stank. Stank, we made it. Uh, who would have thought that, you know, 100 episodes ago, we'd be doing this right now? Funny enough, I've got video footage of you and I recording the intro outro for episode one. Uh, like when we first did it, there was uh, someone, someone who worked here who uh, was kind enough to record it for us. It's like a long, like seven minute video though. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll post it. We both look very unflattering in it. It was not a good angle that he got it from. Uh, like it was like, it was very weird, but I, I, if anything, I'll probably post it just because I mean, again, it's, it's fun to, to look back. Um, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Uh, Dave and I, of course, we're the hosts of the PWT cast, the official podcast of pro wrestling tees. We bring you brand new episodes every Monday. Um, as well as, uh, we have a Patreon as well. I'll, I'll talk about the Patreon a little bit later, but, um, yeah, you know, we made it. This is episode 100 when we started, uh, this podcast almost two years ago now. Uh, we immediately started advertising Ryan for episode 100. Um, and you'll hear us talk about the story of, of the three rules, the three written rules that we were given uh, when we started this podcast. And it's been a journey, man. Like, I think back to the guests we've had on, the conversations we've had with people, and it's it's pretty nuts, you yeah. know? Like, you and I were definitely, you can, you the, the confidence boost yeah, and it's especially from uh, recording in like the giant empty warehouse, which, like in hindsight, the worst. Yeah, because no, nothing for this. It's just giant open space. Well, I, I will say, you know, uh, Ryan kind of touches on this in in uh, the interview, but there there was a time for the shop where you know it was really small. They didn't have all the equipment, and it was just kind of like flying by the seat of your pants. Definitely, like during those early days, some of our biggest worries were like, where are we going to record? We got to make sure no one's barging in the door, and uh, we were just young babes that didn't know what well, we were doing. Famous that you guys would have already heard it up front, you know, front of the show, friends of the show, and past guests Kevin Smith and Jason Muse, who did that wonderful intro for us uh, when I, you know, got to record with them. Battery almost died, you know. Yeah. And literally recording with them, I looked down and the battery goes from two bars to one, and immediately my heart sank to my stomach because I was just like. There's, there's no way, there's no way this can happen right now, right now of all times. Um, but yeah, no, you know, I mean, for, for most people that, you know, do weekly podcasts, I don't know how much like, uh, you know, importance they put into these, like, you know, episode this episode that, but for us, it's, I feel like kind of like a personal goal, yeah. you know, to see if we could get there because, um, and we started this a little bit before the pandemic, but you know, during the pandemic, a lot of people, I mean, in general, just a lot of people start up podcasts and yeah. life gets in the way. And that's definitely happened with Dave and I, you know? Yeah. Uh, I will say, you know, we've been lucky enough to put out something every week without fail. And like, as we were getting to the end of this pandemic, like my 
personal busyness just kind of ramped up and i was like i don't know berto i don't know if i could you know do every show I'm, i might be but like luckily we've been able to do it and you know you mentioned uh you know we're looking at the clock on our memory we've had that happen a couple times where we we really by the skin of our teeth this week no exception i mean we're at a monumental number for us and then all of a sudden ryan tells us i gotta get mouth surgery and like i don't know about you but i thought he was i thought he was fucking with us I was like haha mouth surgery but he really did like and he felt really bad but you know health comes first yeah and and you know what to his credit like he was uh, so on the weekend we were talking and um you know he kept mentioning it and i'm just like hey man like no worries i was this full transparency all honesty i was trying to get him i was like listen if you can't do episode 100 for us yeah uh, hit up hit up tk hit up tony khan see what he's up to or like uh what's uh what do you think uh chris jericho is, is he busy this week you know just something like that but um i'm i'm glad it worked out the way it did yeah specifically because uh the day that you're listening to this thursday um our sale starts at what, what time does it start uh noon central i believe 1 p.m eastern so there's going to be a special shirt yeah that will be dropping to um, commemorate the to event. commemorate this event yeah and you're gonna want it yeah you're gonna want it so d- definitely wait wait if you're listening to this like right at midnight or whatever when this drops thursday wait for the sale to start to buy the t-shirt it's of course the i mean i guess we'll, we'll spoil that we'll talk about it now because you hear his reaction anyway and it's not like you actually see it right um kid cash yeah our brand Makes new a return yeah kid cash brand new t-shirt uh and that is all we will say. You you'll hear the details about yeah. it on the podcast. But it's a it's a wonderful shirt that David designed, much like all the shirts. Like uh, this Saturday, Sunday, yeah, Sunday I recorded uh, an episode of my buddy's podcast, uh, BD Elite, Braden Harrington, friend of the show, who composed the theme song for um, this podcast. Uh, I filled in for past guests and again, friend of the show, Davey Portman, and we we're talking NXT. Or I mean NXT. AEW, mm-hmm. and one of the things he mentioned, he was just like, "You guys have so many cool T-shirts." Because okay. I'm always sending, like, whenever he buys like one one or two of our T-shirts, like right. I'll print an extra and throw it in there for him, because um, he loves to support us. And he was like, "Man, you guys have so many T-shirts. <laughs> you guys have more T-shirts than most of the wrestlers do." And like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's the perk of the job. It's a perk of yeah. the job. Not only that, but like, one of my favorite things is seeing like what shirts people like the most mm-hmm. you know because it's usually like my personal favorite is the watchman design that we have yeah you know it's it's one of my favorites but like other people will specifically like one more over the other and it's just you know it's nice to have variety yeah i'll say like it's been really cool for pride month seeing how many people got the pwt cast is for everyone shirts like it looks good uh it was for a good cause when we when we first put it out and uh, you know it's still up there, so you can grab some if you want. Yeah, and like this month, we we weren't really big on like promoting it and stuff because it's like there's so many companies that will just uh, like do it to make a quick buck, and right. it's a t-shirt that we've always had up. We've yeah. never taken it down, and you know if you listen to like past episodes that we've had with people like Effie, we talk about how like we're allies to the LBGTQ plus community. Right. Like I would, you know, nothing infuriates me more than like well, I don't agree with your lifestyle, so I'm going to be a prick to you. Yeah. Like, that's... You can fuck right off with that noise. Exactly. Um, but no, uh, you know, so long... You know, I've been naming people we've had on the podcast, and 
without them, we wouldn't be able to get, you know, to this monumental episode of 100. So I just really quickly, and I'll, trust me, I'll try to be quick. Uh, I wanted to shout out the past guests that we've had because um, it's not necessarily 100 guests. We have had some repeats. Um, but just as a thank you to everyone who's taken, you know, a minute out of their day to, to sit here and talk with us and, you know, we love everyone who's been on the podcast it's we've made friendships with people that you know we we barely knew a little bit then we had them on the show and we're like oh hey like that's really awesome so bear with me you know it is a a few amount of people but um first and first and foremost marty DeRosa. he was our first guest uh marvelous met nicks sarah joy shockey frank spahik john pollock and uh cowboy waiting uh, Vinny Malave, Brayden Harrington, Chris Stone Cipher of Wrestling Tattoos, um, the Julio Guerra, Hot Topic Joe, Ethan Page, Kevin Smith and Jason Muse, Horn Swoggle, uh, Killer Cross, now Carrion Cross, uh, Michael Heredia, uh, Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. We've had Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, yes. and you might see him pop up. Uh, we had, of course, uh, Zach Shilwalker, Wes, and Cash Allen as well, uh, Cousin Jeremy effie um paul jameson pat monix project monix colt cabana uh vicky guerrero isaiah's velasquez taffy when do we love us some taffy uh julia barkin kylie ray um kevin kleinrock uh president and ceo of mass republic davy portman uh daphne younger awesome very fun episode yeah Yeah. uh artist uh jonathan bartlett the blue meanie Eric Zisselman, uh, Robert S. Pearson, Alicia Toot, um, Effie. We've had Effie so many times on here. Yeah. God, I love Effie. Uh, W.H. Park. We had uh, Evan Husney, who's uh, executive producer of uh, Dark Side of the Ring over on Vice TV. Uh, Gail and Rick Barkin, of course, Ryan and his parents. Uh, artist Juan Ortiz, uh, Ryan Schro and Nick Kamina, who are uh, authors of um, S- authors and illustrators of S's for Suplex, a really fun children's book. Um, Juan David of Sci-Fi Wire, Nick Aldis, um, Brody King, love love us some Brody love King, Brody King. Uh, War Horse, Dana Massey, uh, Post Wrestling's uh, ace reporter Andrew Thompson, uh, The Outlaw himself, the bad boy Trevor Outlaw, uh, Maggie, who works here at Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, Joe and Ashley DeGenero of Lilu Multiprops, Mark Villanueva, our little bu- buddy, um, Elena Black, now Cora Jade, mm-hmm. which I believe she mentions that name yes. as being like, if she were to go to WWE, that would be one of her names. Um, of course, the the most handsome guest we've had on, Chris Van Vliet himself. Very handsome. Very handsome. Uh, the Young Bucks, Matt Cardona, Frank the Clown, uh, my our buddy Jordan Goodman, a host of uh, Post Wrestling's Wellness Policy, along with Waiting, uh, Sam Roberts, um, We've had Steven Kostansky, who's a director of Psycho Gorman. We've had Terry Runnels. We've had uh, Val Capone. Uh, our buddy Eric Bischoff. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> uh, we had Ashley and Wes Allen, of course, the hosts of uh, Why Did We Ever Meet? You know, a really fun podcast. Um, we've had Chris Pilkington as well of uh, Main Event Candles, which we've got we were releasing a candle with them yes yeah more very de- exciting more details to come soon but uh we talk about an episode with ryan and then of course finally ryan uh you know it's it's been awesome getting to talk to all those people like yeah especially some of those earlier ones like i think about how we would be cornered at the logan square auditorium like uh talking with like a swoggle uh or ethan page just and, sweating in the ooh. hallway ooh sweating up a storm but yeah no man like it would have been some of your favorite memories so far that we've had 
I gotta say, like, um, it's it's always nice getting someone uh, that's famous, right? Someone that's been on TV, you know, someone like a Chris Van Vliet or Alicia Atut or Zack Ryder and uh, Kurt Hawkins. But I gotta say, genuinely, it's some of the people that, you know, haven't had a big national spotlight that have been some of the most interesting people, like, you know, talking Yu-Gi-Oh! with Project Monix or Power Rangers with Ethan Page, you know, like uh, having Kylie Ray on and just, you know, talking, like getting to know these people. And, you know, from the very start, that was kind of our idea, right? Everyone does wrestling review shows. Everyone asks, oh, what's, what's your first match? And, you know, we do some of that. But for the most part, we just want to get to know these people. And it's always really cool to know that we're not the only idiots that love Funko Pops or Watchmen on HBO. Like, these are normal people that live extraordinary lives, and they do it. You know, they sacrifice many times, you know, their well-being, mentally, physically, you know, to entertain us. And it's just really good to get these, to know all these people on a very personal level. And that's been really fun. And we've made, like, really good like you said really great friends Effie Brody King like these are people that wouldn't like it wouldn't have even occurred to me to be friends with mm-hmm. but um, we've uh, we've been lucky enough to develop a lot of really good friendships and get to know a lot of people you know past what we see on TV definitely and I, like part of part of it too is like getting the opportunity like for me personally you know like I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan yes. never in a million years that I think I would ever like podcast with them and i got that opportunity and same goes for someone like a john pollock and waiting yes. like two people that i respect very much like you know it's everything that they do in like the world of podcasting it's just like whoa like it's crazy and like yeah got to record with them as well and it's just we've been very fortunate and everyone that we've spoken to even the people that like work with us because mm-hmm. a big thing too it's like i know how cool like a julio guerra is yes you know He's one of my favorite people in the world. And the fact that, like, people get to, you know, learn about him or, you know, like Joe, Joe Enriquez, Hot Topic Joe. Yeah. Like, after we podcasted with him, he was like, hey, like, all these other people want to talk to me. And it's like, cool. Like, hell yeah. That, that's the what I want. The more people, the better. I want, yeah, I yeah. want everyone to know how cool my friends are. I want everyone to know, you know, just, like, these are the people that, like, help make, help run pro wrestling mm-hmm. tees as well. You know, like, there's so many people that work here, like... And it's just fun. And then also, again, like the genuine friendships that we make with people that listen to the show. You know, I'm gonna get, I'm about to give a, a shout out to the, you know, the patrons of the show because we have a Patreon as well. Yes. You know, patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. We do weekly movie reviews in the form of Scrump and Stank's family video. Um, you know, we had a go-go Scrump and Stank was like our bi-weekly Power Ranger retrospective. And now we're currently doing Scrump and Stank's detective agency, which we kind of just taught cryptids, you know, uh, conspiracy theories, like unsolved, unsolved mysteries, mysteries things yeah. of that nature. And so many of you guys have stuck around for that, you know, like uh, this past weekend, um, Ryan Mears came by the shop and I was like, so I like we embraced each other with a hug because he was someone that we were so used to seeing yep. at all these wrestling shows and through the pandemic has been supporting us, you know, via the Patreon, via just listening to the show. And like, he's someone that like, we'll talk to mm-hmm. you know and there's so many people that are like that you know and we're very fortunate like i would never like you know like it, it's one of those things where it's like i'm never too cool for someone or right. too or like even like um you know our buddy joe from h-town he was in in town visiting and 
swamped like yeah completely swamped but val was like hey like uh you know your buddy joe's here and i was like let me just go say hi to him you know said hello took a picture with him and like sometimes that's all like we'll have a time for right. but even then it's like if you you know i talk about trevor outlaw all the time he is someone who we became very close friends with specifically because he was the very first person in the entire world to go hey like oh yeah i just listened to your podcast he mentioned us in the world he meant yeah Yeah. and it's just so it's been fun it's been a fun journey everyone who's stuck around from episode you know from from the primer episode episode zero till till now um and it's great you know even now there's still people who are just starting to listen you know which is it's always fun it's always great like you always gotta remember like stanley said every comic book is someone's first comic book um but very quickly i did want to give a shout out to the patrons of the show because um well first off let's give a shout out to the sponsors of the show um you know these people have been supporting us since day one you know of course uh you know michael heredia over at m3 toys if you're like if, if you see a picture of this office it's littered with fungo pops and most of them came from him yeah. you know so if you're in the market for uh not even just uh funko pops they have like neca figures wrestling figures just all ki- all time yeah. all kinds and types of toys and things of that nature uh head of our m3 toys is promo code pwtcast you get 10 percent off um vinny vinny and moses over at the cryptic closet again two dudes who just hustle hustle and they've been supporting us um if you're in the market for a fun uh, fanny pack uh head over to cryptic closet and get uh, the one and only the original home of the fanny devito fanny pack which yes sounds exactly like what that is and if you use a promo code pwtcast you get a whole ass 20 percent off a whole ass 20 percent a whole ass 20 percent off and uh if listen if you still don't want to go outside even though you know covid restrictions are kind of lifting you want to just stay home and read well then Head over to GuerrillaPublishing.com and pick up one of the many books that, you know, people like uh, Ashley Esper and uh, Julio Guerra have wrote. And, uh, yeah, you know, support them. Support these small businesses. These people have helped us so much as well as, you know, Matt Nix and everyone over at Freelance Wrestling and Freelance Underground. Like, Freelance Fridays are coming back soon, yeah. and I can't wait, you know. Um, well, and I got to say, too, much a whole big chunk of our early work leaned heavily on freelance like matt nix he's the one who i so as funny enough today at work um one of the new employees uh giovanni he was like oh hey i just started listening to your podcast i was like oh thanks man i appreciate it and he's like where did the idea come from you know to like to start a podcast and i'm like well me and nick were here working on a saturday and i pitched the idea because nick is someone who He's never going to be like, that's stupid. You shouldn't do that. He's very nurturing. Very nurturing. So I was like, I think I want to start a podcast. He was like, dude, you should totally start a podcast. I was like, yeah. You know, I was like, I was thinking about like, like having Stank on there with me. Like, do you think he's like, call him, ask him. So then, you know, I I call you, I ask you and you're like, hell yeah. Like, yeah, let's do this. And we're just like, all right, we're going to have to buy equipment. And Nick goes, I have equipment. Yeah. Here you go. You can have it. And, you know, he gave us his, his Zoom recorder and, you know, we just, we purchased the microphones and the cables mm-hmm. and things like that. But, like, without Nick, yeah. like. On a very granular level, he literally supported yeah. us. And then he would let us into his shows, let us in yeah. backstage and, like, pull wrestlers aside to, to speak with them. So, yeah, like, a lot of our early success, we definitely owe to Freelance yeah. because they've been supporting us since day one. Yeah, I'll I'll forever be grateful for Marvelous Matt Nix. He, he's a big part of this and always will be listen i i've talked about all the time i had the opportunity to wrestle and win a match at freelance wrestling 
I'm going to get myself a freelance wrestling tattoo. You got it. I got it. Yeah. I'm calling it now. Uh, but I want to quick, very quickly shout out uh, sponsors of the show. Clifford Fraser, Jesse Kohlenberg, Mark Villanueva, Joshua Davis, The Invincible Man, Ryan Mears, uh, Neil Flanagan, uh, Shannon Howanick, Jonathan Mayer, uh, Hot Topic Joe, Ryan Crossley, Taffy, uh, Vivian. Oh, Vivian got me some pretty sweet. I'll talk about it right now. She got me for, for my birthday. Uh, our boy, Anthony Torres, Brandon from New Jersey, WH Park, John Sino, my godfather jesus shout out jesus and then our brand new uh member of the patreon brad uh b dornick yeah he, he works with us uh yeah. and it's awesome it's awesome anytime anyone like at work's like yeah like you know i get paid to listen to you but i also want to pay you to listen to you yeah you know and you know we, we we also mentioned this in the interview but there's some people that just like come in and they don't quite fit and, but for the most part we'll have people come in and you know they jump in with both feet. Brad's one of them. I mean, he's he's one of the dudes right off the bat. So thanks a lot, Brad. We appreciate you. Yeah, shout out, Brad. Um, very quickly, uh, this past weekend was my birthday. And um, Vivian, so I I was, so I, as well as being on Braden Harrington's mm-hmm. podcast, I was also uh, on my friend Diana's podcast. Her and her sister do a podcast. Uh, Chingonas talk about it. It's lo- like... Uh, just them talking about a lot, a lot of stuff within like a Hispanic community, which is right. good. It's them addressing a lot of things, uh, and it's like a, a fun show. It's not just like, right, you know. Um, but they did a thing where they were just randomly calling people, and they called me, and we started talking. And I mentioned at one point, I was like, "Yeah, you know," because they wished me happy birthday. You know, they knew my birthday was coming up, and I mentioned I was like, "Yeah, there was this one birthday that I remember. It was like right after, right when I turned eighteen. Um, it was at her then restaurant and i went there and diana got me uh an office t-shirt it just said like the office just super plain i was so excited i ran in the bathroom and put it on and vivian got me uh two mexican candles (laughs) like she got me a cake and then like two mexican candles just like as a joke um and then this birthday she stopped by and, and dropped off her gifts she got me this badass uh shining like fleece blanket which i was like oh she was like i wanted to get you the rug and i'm like best part i've already got already it i got it already got yep. it um i was like i've got the darman as well that's how fucking nerdy i am when it comes to the shining but she got me these two awesome candles i i will find out the brand and, and talk about it next week but one is uh has captain spaulding from you know house of a thousand corpses mm-hmm. devil's rejects it's called tutti fucking fruity it smells so good it smells like cereal and then the other one is like a jack torrance one i and it's the coolest fucking candle ever. Like right at the top of the wick is like a little wax figure of, you know, Jack Torrance, mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson's head. And I'm like, I can never light either of these. <laughs> like, these are so amazing. I'm right. like, I, I, I can't light either of them. Um, and see, I just wanted to shout out Vivian for that because like, like I mentioned before, like I love anytime anyone gets me anything, like I love it. Like Dave got me a golden movies that I'm so <laughs> excited. Cause I have like the regular movies, yeah. uh, you know, cow appeared. I'm like, Oh fuck yeah. I'm like, that's going to look so sweet up there. And it's just like, you know, thank you to everyone that wished me a happy birthday as well. Like I'm one of those people where it's like, even if it's like a day late, a week late, I don't care. You know, right. it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and make a list and be like, all right, well, this person didn't yeah, say happy birthday. They forgot. This person didn't say happy birthday. Uh, yeah, it was. It's awesome. Like twenty eight's been great so far. And I remember actually two years ago, where I was like, my twenty eighth birthday present will be getting to record with Ryan. Yes. And you know, like almost to the date. Oh, like literally, yeah. almost to the date. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, you know, we've uh, we've been chatting for a little while now. So uh, and normally we we do talk, you know, some comic book stuff and, and things of that nature. We'll we'll kind of just save that for you know for next week, just because this is this is such a big event, this is such a big episode that, yeah. uh, and it was actually I'm surprised we got Ryan to talk for as long as he did. I was almost like I kept looking down just to see where we we're at time wise. Yes. And I, I was waiting for him to be like, all right, I got to go. Yeah. But, like, no, he gave us... Yeah, I mean, the whole time people were blowing him up on the phone. And not only that, like, he's genuinely in pain with his mouth. Like, right before we got up here, we were like, oh, what if we make you laugh? And he, he did, like, a uh, a muttly laugh from, like, Hannah. He's like, hee, because, like, he can't yeah. move his lip too bad. So I mean, he was a big trooper for us, and uh, he tolerated our dumb questions. But it was it was a blast. Yeah, so, uh, hey, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get to this week's episode with uh, CEO of Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, Kid Cash himself, Ryan Barkin. Dave, as the story goes, as, as we've told it so many times, is like two years ago, we walk into Ryan's office. We say, hey, we wanted to run something by you. We have an idea for this project we want to work on. First thing you say is, I'm not giving you guys more money if that's what you're asking for. And we're like, no, 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 this is this is legit. So, all right, what is it? Like, me and Dave, we want to do a pro wrestling tease podcast. And before we even finish, you cut us off. You say, okay, cool. Go for it. I don't care. I don't care. And we're like, well, do you want to see like our music and our graphics, the intro and all that? You're like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And there was three rules. I don't know if you remember, but there's three rules you gave us. One, don't ask you for money to buy equipment, which we haven't. No. Two, don't ask wrestlers don't ask you to ask wrestlers to be on the show which we haven't mm-hmm. number three don't ask me to be on the show because i'm not going to do it so of course immediately we started uh advertising them for episode 100 yeah uh since then we've had a bunch of wrestlers we had people who work at the shop we've had his parents his mm-hmm. wife his brother made a cameo mm-hmm. um and now here's episode 100 uh he's really like shy and like so he doesn't like saying these things about himself but i think you and dave can i admit this guy's like one of the hardest working dudes in wrestling that isn't a wrestler or like a promoter you know he's revolutionized wrestling just based on a simple concept of selling a t-shirt and uh where he hates doing interviews for a while i me or jeremy would be the ones who have to do interviews for him because he doesn't like talking. And then he made a movie about himself. So we're like, all right, well, fuck it. Now you're definitely coming on the For podcast. Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, the former Kid Cash, the CEO, founder of Pro Wrestling Tees, Ryan Barkin. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> Thanks for having me, finally. And congratulations on making it to episode 100. Now, did you ever, th- did you say, yeah, sure, I'll do episode 100 because you didn't think Stank and I would make it to episode 100? Or were you like, yeah, sure, if you guys get to that, I'll do it? No, I I figured you would get to this point. Just felt like it was a good number to jump in and do an interview. Well, because, like, I remember when we did, with, we did it with Cabana, he was like, why the fuck did it take you guys so long to do it? But, like, we're on the assumption, like, wrestlers and people get asked all the time, like, how many times, like do you get asked to do podcasts and stuff you know like it's just the thing people ask so we figured yeah. a pretty good milestone would be this because i mean aside from this one you've only done what jericho chris van Vliet. yeah that's it major wrestling figure podcast i did that was a that was not a podcast yeah. that was like, like a, a pop-up it's like stream. a youtube stream yeah this will be my last interview don't ask me <laughs> to do another interview ever not you guys but yeah 
anybody in the world. Well, and, and not not just interviews too. You get asked tons of stuff by tons of people constantly. I bet. Yeah, I delete almost every email that I get. <laughs> so if you're listening and you're sending me an email asking me to do something, I probably deleted it. Yeah, he's definitely not doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's. Like I, when I first started working there, working here, one hour tees, pro wrestling tees, creative ventures, I was reception. And one of the things that I was tasked with, I remember was, if anyone calls for Ryan, he's not here. And right. I was just like, oh, okay, but he, but he is here. And I remember the very first time that instance had called, it was fucking a call from uh, three, 316 Gimmick Street, it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's like, oh, I'm looking for Ryan Barkin. And, and I'm again. I'm maybe started. I've been there for like three days, and I'm just like, uh, hold on. And I put the phone on hold, and like I look at Brittany. I don't know why. I'm just like, Stone Cold Steve Austin is calling for Ryan. Sh- should I say he's not here? And I was just like so confused because again, I'm, it's my third day in, and like the biggest wrestling star ever is calling looking for him, and I've been specifically told, don't Ryan isn't here. And I'm just like, uh, we changed that. It's now if you got to be like a celebrity right but like I, I we just get too many you know telemarketers people from at&t saying hey or we want to switch your phones or we want to get you a better rate on your credit card it's literally every week so i try to not and be there so what, what is that like for you when a stone cold steve austin calls when like when these wrestlers, when these toys when your toys that you played with as a kid yeah are now starting to call you and talk to you and like because like we've been there personally when wrestlers like like papa shango loves you yeah like what's that like for you it's awesome i mean i'm used to it now it used to be like stone cold would call and i'd start to sweat and i'd need like a minute or two before i picked up the phone or he'd call it like 11 o'clock at night and i'd look at my wife and be like stone cold's calling should i answer and she's like it's 11 o'clock well yeah but it's stone cold you gotta gotta answer he's two hours behind us you know um so yeah it's crazy um but i'm used to it now i you know yeah what's it been like for you like developing not only these like business relationships but like actual like like i I mean i dare say friendships with some people because like i mentioned like we were for i think it was double or nothing like when we were there like papa shango came up to you like he's someone who like i i like to tell the story of i've never seen you like get nervous yeah ever there's two times in my life i've seen you get nervous one and we'll talk about later was uh right before we made our debut at all in and this that was the second time the first time was at some c2e2 where like we're waiting in line and papa sean goes there and you're just like dude what do i say to him and i was like what the fuck is wrong with you i was like why are you getting nervous yeah it was like one of my favorites like growing up and that was probably the first time i met him and now i've talked to him so many times it's just normal like he'll you know, we, he'll let me do pretty much anything I want. Like, I'm like, hey, we got to show. I don't even know if I have to show him the design. He's like, yeah, do whatever you want. Like, at this point, we can kind of, he trusts me, which is awesome. And, um, yeah, I don't get nervous anymore. Well, are, are you at a point where a certain wrestler now will call you and you'll be nervous? Or have you pretty much? Well, Sting called me, like, a couple weeks ago. And I was like, holy shit, it's Sting. <laughs> like, and, but I'm. I mean, I don't know if I'm nervous, but it's like the first time talking to a wrestler who you, you know, watched when you were 10 years old and now he's calling your phone. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, it's definitely like because people just assume that 
pro wrestling tees wrestlers are like always coming in and out the shop which like was a little bit more so true like before covid yeah but there's a thing now where like people walk in and again it's like it's more so like all of us in the back that are the wrestling fans because the people in front don't like they for the most part like unless it's a mcfoley or like a scott hall or someone like they either don't know or don't care yeah and like i like i've seen you again like develop that because as far as like the don't care attitude but not in like a disrespectful way because we'll be at any of these shows and like the wrestlers will run and come to like you you know like yeah i, I think it was uh the double or nothing the first one in vegas where like taz again who's just like this notoriously like chill dude like you know well, this, i never met him but i i mean he's there's just he came up to you then didn't he i came i went i i went up to him at his signing but he probably came up to me later there's like i feel like wrestlers treat you differently when you like mark out or you're like so i try to keep cool and like not act like i give a shit obviously i care but i don't want to be some like nutcase wrestling fan that's you know like following him into the bathroom or something like treat i mean i'm we're doing business it's it's different i'm not trying to get your autograph Although I would love everyone's autograph for our wall. Well, speaking but. of that, like I've actually had I've actually had wrestlers mark out for Ryan because, um, like in years past, you would send me to WrestleCons or like I would be going to WrestleCon and you'd be like, "Hey, can you stop and get me so and so? You know these people's autographs." Yeah, and it would only ever happen with like the older wrestlers, where like famously like with Arn Anderson, like I would go up to them and say, "Hi, my name is Alberto. I work for Ryan at Pro Wrestling Tees. I was wondering if I could purchase an eight by ten." And all they would hear is Ryan, pro wrestling tees, can I get an 8x10? And they would always be so nice, super cool, and I never had the heart to tell them that, like, I wasn't you until they probably, like, meet you, like, actually in person. But, like, I remember Arn Anderson, like, when I met him, it was the week that we dropped his shirts, and he was, like, a top seller. Yeah. And he was so excited. He, like, he got up and just gave me this, like, big burly hug. And because he did that, I was just like, oh, fuck, like there's no way i can tell this man that like i'm not ryan i'm just like yeah you know you're welcome yeah and like, i remember like walking away and cousin jeremy he was also at the convention he was waiting in line for brett he's like he's like yeah did you get on anderson's autograph and i'm just like yeah i was like <laughs> but i had to lie to him i was like i felt so bad um but yeah i mean again with so many wrestlers having come through like yeah. is there is there anyone left that like you haven't met that you're just like if I could just get one conversation with this dude or, you know, take a picture with him or something. Um, I don't know. Most of the ones I want to talk to are dead. <laughs> like macho man. He's, yeah. I, mean, I mean, maybe like undertaker, but what am I going to say to him? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's anyone I want to talk to. I kind of want to talk to nobody. Ever. Yeah. You're Again. generally in a, in a state of not, I mean, I talk, talk to what, like a thousand wrestlers at this point. I'm, I mean, I mean, it's, the only people that we haven't really worked with are like WWE guys that we can't like. They're like lifers. John Cena and and Undertaker. Who else? Is John there? John Cena knows pro wrestling tees. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You, I know that <laughs> you you met him, but I didn't. I mean, well, yeah. One time we we got John Cena to sign an eight by ten, but he wrote it to One Hour Trees. I think that was before pro wrestling tees because I had that was like one of the first autographs. He wrote it to One Hour Trees. Um, what what kind of business do you think he thought that was? <laughs> How do you do a one hour tree? Yeah, plant trees. They're up in an hour. I don't. I don't know. I mean, there's nobody really. So left. for for people that aren't aware of like what you do, because that's the thing. Like part of your day is just talking. 
yes. to people all day. Yeah. What, what's a day in the life of Ryan? Like you wake up <laughs> super early because you have so many kids, but like what's a day in the life of Ryan? Yeah, I'm up at about eight o'clock, and then I do my I go through my emails because I get emails overnight. We're 24 hour business, so um, we do a lot of dealings with like China and Japan. So um, finish all that. Then I probably hit up Dave or Michael and I say, hey, let's do this, let's do this. I kind of figure out what we need to do for the day. Then I leave for the shop, get to the shop, yell at everyone for a couple <laughs> hours. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know. My job's tiring. I work like 100 hours a week, too much. Not like physical labor, but, you know, I'm constantly working everyone works at different hours like people in california are two hours behind us you got our you know new japan's different times so like everyone it's like a constant there's no time to to chill i haven't chilled for 15 years well i mean i know when you do chill and you do have any sort of downtime one of the things you do is you love movies yes you know you love watching tv because like oftentimes like both shows that i've discovered is literally just been you walking over and going hey did you watch Dave? Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I recorded a podcast with him. He goes, no, the show, Dave, about yeah. Little Dick, you know, just things like that. And I I imagine most people assume that, like, no, 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 you're watching wrestling all the time, 24-7. But, yeah. like, aside aside from, like, AEW, yeah. when's the last time you voluntarily sat down to, like, watch wrestling? Like, non-AEW? Non-AEW, yeah. We went to SummerSlam at eight and like six or seven years ago. That was the last time I watched a non AEW show. I don't I, I don't watch any wrestling shows ever. I watch a lot of TV. I watch like six to seven hours of TV shows. And do you think a th- day that are not wrestling? And does that come from just the business of like you work, you're entrenched, and you see how the sausage is made, or is it just because like you grew out of it? Because that's the thing. Most people like have a yeah. period in their life where they lapsed they didn't watch anymore and then eventually get back into it like do you just not watch it because you've lapsed out or i don't know i don't it's just like i don't know <laughs> oh i don't want to sound like an idiot um no it's it's just like not as fun as it used to be mm-hmm. like with all the people complain about wrestling mm-hmm. all day long that's all i read all day because i'm on you know i'm online i'm i'm it's just non-stop complaining i'm just like so sick of hearing it that i don't want to go home and watch wrestling just to read about people complaining about it the next day mm-hmm. it's just so annoying well that's the other thing too like if you're not complaining about it and then you see people complaining about it and then you feel like oh maybe i should defend it and then you're picking sides and then not only that you also got yeah wrestlers complaining about stuff daily about oh where's my art or you know yeah it's really just you there's so much of it it's turned into just people complaining about wrestling and why this wasn't good or why how this could be better or why it should have been done this way who like it doesn't just fucking watch the show <laughs> it's so annoying i i don't say anything i don't i don't have an opinion this is my opinion so you're hearing it now but <laughs> i i just don't i get home i watch I think I'm currently watching about 100 TV shows. 100 TV shows? Yeah. 
I have a, I have the best app and probably nobody knows about it. It's called TV Time, and everyone should get it. <laughs> and you keep track of all your awesome shows, and I do. And it's got look at look how fucking awesome this app is. It's got like all the shows and everything. And yeah, I watch a shitload of TV and AEW. That's it. Well, what's funny is I was talking about uh, Twenty One Jump Street the other day. Yeah, he's like I've I've never seen it. I was like, have you never watched TV? And then he pulls up the app and he just he's got like a wall. He's like, look at all these shows I watch. I watch TV. I just don't watch old shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I get yesterday. Like, there's some people that just only watch old shit. Like yesterday for my birthday, uh, Frank and Melissa they took me to dinner and CMT was there. CMT. Yeah. He's he, he cousin Michael Tunick. For those of you guys who know him, you know him. You know who he is. And that guy is someone who like just stopped watching TV. Like after Seinfeld came out, just stopped watching it. And like I could go up to him and make a Game of Thrones reference, a Friends reference, something like that. Would not understand it. If I go up to him and start singing like the Laverne and Shirley theme song, he will he will finish it with me. Yeah. But like, dude, you have five or four, four kids, right? Five kids. Me? Yeah. Four. four, five with Frank. Five with Frank. Like, how do you manage to fucking watch a hundred hours of TV with five kids? I mean, they go to sleep at eight so i've got like four to five hours like after that um yeah i don't know i mean i know i know nothing of like children i don't know i just assume yeah like once your kids go to sleep it's the best yeah you could do whatever you want but while they're awake it's fucking mad you're watching whatever yeah we're watching stupid show they're watching bluey on disney or some stupid youtube Wait, then why is Michael so busy if he has just the one kid? Well, Michael's yeah, Michael's kid watches more wrestling than anybody I know. Yeah, right? according to him. According to yeah. Michael, yeah, he's the biggest wrestling fan of all time. He's like two years old or something. Yeah, um, he's been to more wrestling events than half the people at my shop. He's also the smartest kid. He can read. Yeah. Michael bought him the Young Bucks book. <laughs> to Expecting read him to read it. Yeah, he um, said he could do it. Really yeah um i can't having kids is difficult four kids under the age of six well you yourself come from a big family like we mentioned yeah you know we we had your parents on here and they talked about like having to raise all you guys is it just normal for you because you had so many siblings like i mean me i only had the two so like anything more than that all I can imagine is just like every one of those cheaper by the dozen movies. You know, I imagine that's what living with like more than two siblings is. Yeah, just screaming all day, fighting, a lot of punching. Yeah, like threatening to slap you if you don't stop doing this. Like you just gotta. It's it's madness. You can't like. I don't know. It's. I wouldn't recommend having four children under the age of six <laughs> if you're listening and thinking about having children. Also probably stop at two children yeah. don't have three or and definitely don't have four two's a good number two's great yeah dude they're gonna listen to this at some point yeah i'm not hiding it they should so they I, should know how difficult they've been so yeah. you're saying you're so what you're saying is the two oldest are your favorites and then the others just yeah well kira my youngest daughter she's she doesn't do much so she's great <laughs> she doesn't really cry often and you know when and then yeah i like my oldest I try to get them want to watch wrestling like AEW. They are not interested. Um, I think one day maybe they'll watch it. I want to take them to like an AEW show. Well, I know they're into like martial arts and stuff, right? 
yeah, they do karate and they love like they watch Cobra Kai and Karate Kid movies, Three Ninjas. Every they love to fight, and um, so yeah, but they don't like wrestling. I don't know why. I mean, I same thing with me. I I hated wrestling. I was the kid that like made fun of everyone. Yeah, like one of my earliest wrestling memories is I was at like my cousin's house and it was like him and all his friends and they're like oh we're gonna play wrestling all right I'm big show I'm stone cold I'm the rock the only reference to any wrestler that I had was sting and that's just because he looked like the crow so I was just like oh okay I was like I'm sting and they all just like stopped in their tracks like you almost heard that like noise effect yeah looked at me as if I just said like hey I'm gonna be Mickey Mouse like because it was just like such a and I, I had no idea what I did wrong I was like no 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 I'm like that that is a wrestler um I mean I don't know I mean with as entrenched as you are in wrestling at some point yeah they'll probably get into it I mean were you and your brothers constantly wrestling yeah I remember setting up I mean we used to make a list of every wrestler we were I was probably like eight or nine I would make a list of every wrestler in WWF at the time and we would pick wrestlers I don't know why we would pick wrestlers and we would and then we would pretend like that would be our team and we would pick a wrestler and then we'd be that wrestler and then we'd fight as that wrestler um and like we used to film ourselves with like our action figures and make like movies i have i still have like home movies of us playing with the figure i mean we yeah we used to love wrestling but it's probably only i was probably eight or nine when i started like like watching wrestling what's your earliest memory of wrestling I don't remember. I mean, I went, my dad took me to a wrestling show at Rosemont Horizon. He said we were going somewhere else. And then we showed up there and he's like, I got tickets to wrestling. And I was, I don't, I don't remember how old I was. I was probably like nine or 10. And then, and we were like front row or second row. So it was pretty cool. Um, that's like my earliest memory. I shook Bob Backlund's hand <laughs> oh, and nice. I was, I was like, I'm never going to wash my hand that's like what people say when you is it like weird for you now seeing like that experience um from fans because like so many fans come into the shop like we're at shows and you, you get to see that experience like i think one of the coolest things that you did that i've never heard of anyone doing is for double or nothing i keep talking about double or nothing it was a fun show yeah but you why don't you t- tell people what you did for like your for the top buyers oh yeah i bought a hundred I don't remember exactly. I think I bought, I bought a hundred tickets, and then I did I raffle them off, or did I? I can't remember how people got them, but I pretty much took a hundred of our VIP, you know, top customers and staff, and we sat in the first four rows, and we I made them all T-shirts, and um, it was cool, like hanging out with everybody. It was kind of like the first time we all met, for the most part. Yeah, it was. I think people to this day will be like, "When can I get one of those shirts?" Because yeah, there was there was four different shirts. Yes, yeah. one saying, "I got these seats because I own pro wrestling tees." Yeah, the other one, Dave. Do you remember the, the other ones? Uh, one said, "I work here because," or I, I got the seat because I work there. I work. I got the seat because I spend so much money at pro wrestling tees. This one's my favorite one. Ryan had. I got this one. Another. I got the seat because I'm the owner. And I think Julia had one that said, "If Ryan dies, I own pro wrestling tees." Yeah, yeah. And that's always just like one of the fun things because, like, if you watch back that show, it is just us there. Yeah. And, like one of my favorite memories specifically of that show, um, 
is it was me it was <laughs> the way we were sit- seated it was Stang, me julia your wife and then yourself and then during cody and dustin which they're both just leaking they are gushing yeah disgusting julia grabs you and me and she puts us in front of her and we're like what are you doing she's like one of these guys is going to bleed on me it's going to be gross i don't want that yeah and then ryan he's like what he goes that's dumb that's not gonna happen it's don't impossible. worry about it it's impossible and as he's saying that sentence he goes dude dude what the fuck he I goes think, yeah something i don't know if it was blood or sweat or something came and hit me in the mouth and i don't know what i don't know what it was but i was pretty sure it was blood it was gross but yeah yeah i mean yeah. It's- and, and i don't know how it looked on tv too but like they were literally like sloshing around in blood yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty fucking gross. Extra blood. Well, like, speaking of that event, like, there's times where, and I think part of why wrestling, like, sometimes isn't as fun for, like, the three of us, four of us in here. Um, well, Frank doesn't even like wrestling. But the, the three of us is that there's certain things that we have to be in the know about. Right. Like, specifically that um, that event, like, where Moxie shows up. Oh, like, yeah. I, like, you guys you guys knew about it. I I had no idea about it. Like right at the end, I, re- I remember that one of the guys, one of the VIPs was like center, and like right after, was it Jericho won the belt? Yeah. So right after Jericho won the belt, he was like leaving to like he's like I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm like I wouldn't go if I were you. I'm like, and he's like okay, and then he like went back, and then literally like two seconds later, like Moxley, hit. I was like yeah, like we kind of knew, yeah, but it was it was still cool. and i had to pretend like i didn't know so like there's a picture of me going whoa look at this guy yeah there's the picture like when he's jumping and it's like me and dave doing because that's also like like i feel bad like i'm you know we're so privileged to be able to get to like sit front row at these shows but like the way i am the way i'm with movies and with fucking wrestling is like treat it like like the opera like i just i sit there and i don't really react and people usually text me and be like the show's so awesome like why do you look so bored and i'm like oh i'm just like zeroed in like i'm right. just paying attention to it yeah and like sometimes they'll be in front of you with the camera and they're just like in your face yeah. so you have to like all right yeah uh, kick his ass or yeah. whatever it is and we're like when the camera's right there for moxie that's why you see like me and dave like the most like yeah. exaggerated yeah. faces on the flip side whenever stupid michael's on camera he's got his face in his phone like every picture at every event is him yeah but he's enabling but he's normally enabling he's enabling the moxley shit that we knew we had to put out like right when he came out which was stressful too because they didn't have great reception in the building and we're like how the fuck are we supposed to do this yeah yeah like is there anything left in wrestling like i mean i guess like non-AEW like i guess basically it would just be WWE but like for the most part like what's it like knowing that you know certain times you have to know like the outcome of something like x amount of time out in advance um what's it like yeah i mean i like being on the inside and knowing but there's also times when when i've said to like matt jackson like don't tell me what's gonna happen i want to be surprised right. like, I, like don't tell me who's gonna win this one or like like stuff like that so you know i sometimes i don't want to know because i'm gonna be sitting there front row i really don't I want to be front row just because it feels like you're you're there. If you haven't sat front row, you should try it one day. Yeah, um, it's like the it's, shit. It's different being like right there than sitting, you know, up in the stands. It's basically like watching it at home. It's the same feel. That's how I feel. But 
um, when you're like front row, it's it's like a way different experience. That's why I want to take my son to see wrestling, but got to be front row to scare the shit out of him. <laughs> well, like I think we've had it happen like the last few times where the wrestlers like will fight right, like right exactly where we're at. Like I remember, like same thing. Like for all out, I think it was like last year. Like I was like, hey, I was like, um, like. Can I, can I buy a front row ticket off you? Because I really wanted to take my brother. Yeah. And we sat front row. And it was just like exactly where we were was where everyone was doing their spots. Like I specifically remember like Pac and Kenny Omega, like both of them twice crashed like right into us. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh shit, are you okay? And like the guardrails like banging up against the shins did not care because he's just like, oh my God, like did you see that? They crashed like right into us. Yeah. And I think that's like half the fun because even uh, it was a, like revolution. uh and Frank just picked up Darby Allen's skateboard and oh, was yeah. like throwing it up in the air. Yeah. He held it over his head like a Tuscan Raider. He's like, and then the ref's like, put that fucking thing down. He's like, oh shit. But yeah, it's definitely fun being on the front row. Um, and then like we were at a Ring of Honor show, I think, and someone slammed into the guardrail and was like laying in front of us. And then Vinny was like feeding him Cheetos. I think it was yeah. Davy's boy Smith Jr. It was like the funniest thing ever. Yeah. And everyone who think like we we purchase those front row seats. We do not get comps. Yeah, we pay. Actually, I pay, and usually give it out to everybody. Yeah. But we're we're paying full price. We don't get discounts. We're not giving out those tickets for free. We actually pay for them. So yeah. just so you know. Um. So like I mentioned, you know, like talking about wrestling shows. There's one specific wrestling show that like if it doesn't happen, then you know AEW doesn't happen. That's of course all in. Yeah. Like what were your initial reactions when you know like cody and the bucks are like hey we're gonna put together like this show like did you think okay it's just gonna be like a ring of honor show you know just like a smaller scale show or no, i mean i like when i think cody told me they were thinking about chicago and i was like yeah that probably won't happen like there's other there's bigger cities like you know new york la something somewhere like that um then it like started to come together and i was like oh shit I mean, I didn't think we would be part of the show, um, like, in the beginning. I don't even know if people know that we were – do people know we were on the show? Were we even on TV? I don't remember. Yeah, we were on TV. So, for, for those of you guys unaware, um, like, at the beginning of the show, Cody and the Bucks, they come out and say and do something. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but then Taffy, Joe, and Dana go into the ring, and they have these, like, uh, sl- giant, like, slingshots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to like run to Target to buy because right. I think the other T-shirt guns they didn't bring or something like that. I don't know. They used like the water water balloon mm-hmm. slingshots. I don't know. Yeah, and then me, Frank, and Ryan came out. Ryan and Frank each had uh, T-shirt guns, and then I just had like a bag full of T-shirts that like yeah. Frank spent a good hour, hour and a half in Cody's dressing room, like folding them up and stuff. Yeah, like I, I think the same thing. Like even with that show, it's like if people knew exactly like how hands-on everyone was like there was no one just sitting around backstage just like yeah doing nothing like everyone like was just doing everything like i said like i remember like dana where she would just like what can we help you with and she'd yell out like 10 different things because like they they're now you know there's a bunch of people that do that for them but then there wasn't but like yeah we were shooting the t-shirt guns out yeah I remember I had like I still have the video like you were th- again that was like the second time like the nervous the most nervous I'd ever seen you yeah I was nervous well cause, I mean cause especially we were on TV because that was what they aired on like WGN it was like the their pre-show right yeah yeah I was nervous but I can't remember last time I was nervous about anything 
Do you remember uh, first time meeting Tony Khan? Yeah, he came to the shop. <laughs> we were trying to pitch him like, hey, you should work with Pro Wrestling Tees because um, he purchased uh, items from us before. And then uh, he was in Chicago for Thanksgiving. His parents have a house in Chicago. And then, um, yeah, he came by the shop, and I showed him everything that we do, and we talked about wrestling, and I guess I sold him on it. See, I remember, like, you call me in your office. You're like, yo, there's someone There's someone coming. And so, like, we got to make sure everything, like, everything is good. Yeah. Everything looks nice. And because I, I, that was, like, at the time where people were like, Tony Khan, Tony Khan, this mysterious Tony Khan. And so I remember, like, you're saying this. And I'm just like, who, Tony Khan? And you just, like, looked up from your phone. You're like, did they even, I don't think, did they even announce AEW at that point they had that day was a day where like it came out that they had like copyrighted and like all elite wrestling but it, they didn't announce it till December like a month after because he came Thanksgiving right. Yeah. right so it was still a month before anything was even announced yeah, officially but, but like yeah like everyone on the internet at that point they were just like yeah. oh something so much spectacular. yeah they're like, they're like something's happening yeah yeah and like it's a funny thing because like I always just hear stories like I know you've never met like Vince McMahon but I always just hear so many stories of how like everyone's walking on eggshells and like yeah. so nervous to talk to him and like the very few times I've gotten to see Tony he's just like he's so accessible he's like everyone. the most chill dude yeah. yeah like we've been backstage at shows he's just like hey how's it going right and it's like great how, how are you he's just like, you know yeah he's just a cool dude I mean we're the same age I mean I mean, he's just like, yeah, he's a normal dude. I don't know how Vince McMahon was at 38. I just assume he was crazy or something. Well, he, he definitely know. reminds me of like, you know, you'll always have wrestling fans saying, if you had $5 million right now, who would you sign? And what would you like? But like, he like really is that like times a hundred or whatever. You know what I mean? And he, I mean, it's cool that like you'll get someone that's like a real wrestling fan be able to kind of cherry pick all the stuff you know that like we at pro wrestling tees know because we serve a lot of indie wrestlers but he actually has a pot of gold he's like i'll i'll get these guys and and like he knows operational stuff with the nfl and stuff so yeah i mean it kind of was a perfect situation for everyone so with pro wrestling tees like for those of you guys for people who haven't already watched like or are unaware there's a pro wrestling tees documentary um, that you know you can watch and Ryan talks a little bit about this but like where how does pro wrestling tees happen because prior to pro wrestling tees it's how I knew you like I, I'll tell the story of how I came to new Ryan um, one hour tees was a sponsor of the art of wrestling yeah. I don't think anybody wants everybody that's listening to this already knows the story there's really no point in telling you how pro <laughs> am I wrong every person has to know like the story of Cole Cabana coming in the store right maybe we can go through it if you want sure i mean listen you can you can give us the quick abridged version of it if you want yeah cole cabana came in the store he said hey you want to make some shirts i said yep he said he said he introduced me to some of his friends they're like hey i want some shirts then i said hey cole we should make a site where we could sell shirts and he said yeah do it and now we're here that's kind of it (laughs) that's basically it i mean there's a lot more to it but um (laughs) yeah but everybody i'm sure everybody knows the story so I mean, well, we we could tell the story like, like even before, like like way earlier. Well, the, I was going to mention that. So I talked to your mom, and your mom said, "Do you know he, he's had a lot of other businesses oh. before pro wrestling tees? You should ask him about his porno business." Yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I've had a lot of businesses, online businesses, and one of them was um, called adultflix.com. Basically, we were going to be the the Netflix of porn. This was maybe 2003 or 2002. When people still bought porn. No, when people still use DVDs. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. People, like nowadays. Like- yeah, 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 yeah. But so, yeah, we, so we started a website, adultflix.com, me and three of my friends, and we would we purchased we met some dude in las vegas and we purchased like thirty thousand porno <laughs> dvds and we and we went and we in we you know we inputted everything into the i think frank was there frank was there we uh we inputted all the dvds into a database we made a website um and we we rented these dvds we would send them out to people and they would send them back no i was not the person that accepted the dvds back that was one <laughs> of my other friends i will not name him um but yeah, we ended up selling the company a couple of years later. It didn't work out. Um, that was like one of my companies. I used to sell. After that, I started a like a pop, like pop ups were really big then. You'd get tons of pop ups. This was before pop up blockers, so I would buy bulk pop ups from a company and I would resell them. So that was my. It was called WantedHits.com. Um, and and then from there started like. B squared web design, which was I went to school for web design, so we started designing. Where, where did you go to school for web design? So, so I went. I, so my I went to Orlando, Florida, to go to Full Sail before WWE, before mm-hmm. NXT was there, and I was going to do video editing. I think they didn't have like web design program there at the time, and. Um, that lasted a week. It was like a 24, I don't know, is it still a 24 hour school where you could go to school at three in the morning and then you had to be there at like 6am and I don't know if it's still like that, but it was a fast paced school and it was like insane. I moved to Orlando with some friends and I went there. It was insane. I forgot to put my name on a test. I handed the test in and then like five minutes later, I'm like, Oh, I forgot to put my name on it. And the teacher said, no, sorry, you already handed it in. And I'm like, well, I didn't put my name on. He's like, you're going to get a zero. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm done with this school. So I quit. <laughs> I had like the deans like calling me like, no, you can come in. We'll let you put your name on. I'm like, no, fuck this. I, I can't deal with this shit. So I was searching in Orlando. Like, was there other schools that I could do something? And I found International Academy of Design and Technology, which I think is still a school, not in Orlando, but, um, and they had a web design program, which I liked to, I was doing web design on my own before that. So I'm like, all right, I'll just do that. But so that's why so I went to school and got a degree in web design and that's that's how I got that's how I got started in like web so having stuff. had so many businesses at what at what point do you go you know what I really need a t-shirt but I need it in an hour yeah well, I started so I started the website thing and then that was in my mom's basement creative ventures was started in my mom's basement it was doing just website design and then I wanted to open up an office where we could have people come in so I asked my my friend Dave if he wanted to, you know, kind of partner with me and we could, we could just, cause he was good at video editing and design and stuff. So we, we opened up like a little office and, um, doing, you know, business card design, um, websites for different people. And then we noted, we found this t-shirt machine that was a, the first DTG machine that came out, um, which is direct to Garmin that you can send a, print from your computer to the machine it'll print directly on the shirt it had to be a light colored shirt at the time it was white white shirts pretty much um 
So we got a loan to get the machine, bought the machine. My mom worked at a school at the time, and she would get me orders from the school of, like, you know, the basketball team needs shirts, so we would make them. And the quality was horrible. It was the the worst machine ever. Um, So we were doing – we were kind of doing that, and then we moved to a new office, and then Dave left the company – and this was still just creative ventures. We were still just making. I think that was for like another year. And then I decided to like everyone that came to me for T-shirts was always like, oh, I want it now. I want it tomorrow. And I'm like, why don't I just start charging people based on how fast they want it? So I came up with the name One Hour Tees. And we started pricing everything. Like you want it in an hour, we can do it. Um, my brother worked for me at the time. He was the printer. My brother, Sean. Um, he, he was the printer. I was the sales guy and, um, hired my mom, took her away from the school. I said, I need your help. She came, she's still with us. Um, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. Yeah. It's funny for me because like, like I've only been with you guys for like five, six years, Yeah, but like I hear those stories about, cause especially now we have a giant facility right? Yeah. and it's funny because it's like when we moved there we had just the one you know we didn't have the the retail side store and we're just like so much space yeah we're never gonna know what to do with all of this right and just every year it's like at some point we're just like we never have space we never have enough space and like hearing you guys talk about how small it was and you guys were all just like on each other's backs and like fighting all the time because it was like i i went to the clybourne store yeah and that one was like pretty small. That was the where yeah. you guys were all doing everything. It was like seven hundred square feet. So we had three printers in there, or maybe like eight of us. Um, it was nuts. I don't know how we we were when we moved to the Damon store, the first Damon store. We were like, wow, this is awesome. So much room. Like we're never gonna need more room. We kept adding printers, and then we started. Then we that was before the wrestling stuff. So, um. Like once we started doing pro wrestling tees, it's and we because we never did white ink before. It was always we only did light colored shirts. You can only right. get like white shirts, gray shirts, light blue, like like we never had white ink machines. It required pre treatment and all that stuff, and we didn't have room. So then we finally we finally got that, and things just kind of blew up. Is there any part of that time that you miss, like no the smallness of it? No, not at all. I mean. Because I'm sure it was probably scary, but it's also... No, it was like... Like an adventure. I don't know. I mean, it was like me, my sister, and my brother, and my mom and Frank, and then two of my friends, or my brother's friend from high school, my friend from high school, and we were all just kind of working together. Then we started hiring, like, Karima and... um, Jared. Jared. I don't know if Jared worked at the... I don't know if Jared worked at the small, the Clyburn store, but it was all... We were always like, we just want to work with people, like our family and friends. Right. Then we're like, this isn't going to work. We're going to need to start hiring people that we don't know. So we, you know, I think Karima was a customer. She's now the store manager at One Hour Tees. She was a customer at the time. Um, so, yeah, we we kind of, we hire, I mean, we still kind of hire people that we know because we're hiring people that are wrestling fans mm-hmm. or are customers of ours. It's rare that we hire people that are just randoms you know well like i'll say I, I think like if you like from speaking with the staff that works so that is one of the common things that people say how much of like a family environment it is yeah. i mean you have family that works there like yeah. everyone's really 
you know everyone's related um yeah in a sort of way i mean at one point like you know you have you have to hire your family to work for you now and everyone's still around like your dad at one point was like also working with us and stuff like that yeah um because like even with me like i remember marty DeRosa. every time you guys were hiring for something he'd be like hey do you know how to print a t-shirt and i'm like nope no. he's like do you know how to do photoshop nope he's like, do you know how to answer a phone i'm like yes i fuck i know how to do that i'm on my phone all the time anyway yeah and like now everyone that would be sort of do hire do you remember like the first times that like me and dave like started working there i have a horrible memory lately um i don't remember i don't remember anything no you can tell tell the story <laughs> well like I, dave you can tell us but like i remember with mine specifically like I had a, I had an interview it was at the Damon store. Yeah. It was with Karima in your mom's office. And we're, so we're just sitting there and it's just like a normal talk. Like, you know, she asked me what I do currently now for work. Like we go to school, things like that. And then at some point she's like, all right, cool. She's like, I'm going to go grab Brian real quick. And I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm like nervous. Like I put a tie on for the interview and uh, you come in and you're just like, you're on your phone the entire time. And then you look up, you're like, hey, what's up? He goes, all right, well, Karima said you're, like, normal and shit. I just want to make sure you weren't weird. So you can start tomorrow. And I'm like, all right, cool. I was like, hey, by the way, I was like, what? Like, what's, like, the dress code, you know? You go, but you're wearing a tank top and some flower shorts. You go, dress code? Dude, I'm wearing fucking shorts with flowers on them. I don't give a fuck what you wear. And walked away, and I was just like, that's the fucking, that is, he's already the coolest, like, I don't boss I've ever stuff. had. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, I think for me, so, like, like, I was working for, like, a sign shop for, like, 18 years, like, straight out of high school. And it was, like, I mean, it was easy, and, like, I knew the stuff, but, like, you can only do so many, like, garage sale signs and, like, reunion banners and shit like that. And so I was burning out, but at the same time, like, like ever since high school, I wanted to design shirts. I, I know that's, like, an oddly specific thing, but it, it was more, like, like gross out shirts like you would get like spencer's gifts or something with like dick jokes on it and stuff i was like oh i could do dick jokes so like i started doing shirts and started doing pop culture stuff and like i eventually started doing stuff for like the original barbershop window and then the guy just stopped paying me like i would email him i'm like hey uh like how did like he wouldn't give me any sales numbers and like He's like, I'll send you money quarterly for whatever you sell. And I, I believed him, and I, I really wanted to get into it because I liked wrestling. So he eventually just, like, stopped responding. I was like, all right, fuck me then, I guess. And then one day, like, I'd been doing stuff on Redbubble and Public, and I decided to just check it out again. Maybe I'll reach out to him, and I couldn't remember the email. So I go to it, and it was, like, a new site. I was like, oh, shit, they kind of upgraded a little bit or something. And then I found out that Ryan purchased it. Yeah. So then I, f I was doing some research and like I had bought shirts from One Hour Tees before. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I, I asked and then I told him, I was like, hey, I did some stuff. I'm not looking for you to pay me for what this guy didn't pay me, but like I'll send you some designs and if you like them, whatever. And so I've, we've done, we did a few and then CM Punk left the WWE and it was kind of like a big deal. And then Ryan reached out and he said, hey, keep your mouth shut, but you know punk might be doing a store with us would you like to do some designs and i did some designs that did kind of well and then i think you like asked me a couple times hey do you want to work for me and yeah at that point like i was in elgin i i hated driving and like literally at the sign shop even though i was burnt out it was like five minutes away 
and I had so much job security. And then I was like, but I, I couldn't take it. It was the worst. And then one day, Ryan was like, I'll, I'll pay you what you're making. And like, you only have to come in twice a week, but like, you have to come in so I know that you're not just sitting on your ass all day. I was like, all right, that sounds cool. And like, it was, it came at like just the right time. And then he's like, well, I guess you got to come in to do an interview as like a formality, but uh, come on in. So I came in right before, I think it was like right before Black Friday or right before, like the week before Thanksgiving. And I was wearing like khakis and like a black polo. I, I look like a fucking Target employee or something. <laughs> And I walk in, I was like, yeah, I'm here to see, I'm here to see Ryan. And I think it was Kareem. I was like, uh, does he know you're coming? I said, yeah, I think so. And so I go in there and he's on his phone. He's like, what's up? And I was like, hey, I'm, uh, I'm Dave. Uh, I'm here to have a job. And he's like, oh, cool. There's um, no way I was like. <laughs> yes, for to, sure. I had to have been like. No, no, no. Somewhat normal. You didn't, you didn't seem excited at all. <laughs> I mean. And then I was like, oh, man. <laughs> does he remember that we talked about this? And then he's like, so uh, I, I remember you said, how many designs can you do? I was like, I don't know, that's, that's a nebulous question, but like, if we're talking like just text, I could probably knock out like five to 10 a day or something easy. And he's like, okay, cool. Um, so do you want to work here? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, cool. Um, I guess I'll just walk you around the store or something. And I just remember walking around and everyone's like looking at me like, what the fuck? And he goes, so are we good? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, you can start after Black Friday. And then, like, I, I think I showed up, like, the day after the Black Friday sale or something. The, the thing I remember is at, di- directly after you guys finish this and you leave, at the time, you had a man bun. At the <laughs> time, I also had a man bun. And I walk into the room, and he goes, yo, he goes, don't you think that new guy, Dave, looks like if you and Frank, like, <laughs> merged together and became one person? And I was like, yeah. Well, because like, hey, right. then he told me that, like, so we have the first Christmas party that I go to. And he goes, hey. I'm like, what? He goes, you know Frank over there? I was like, yeah. And he goes, you know Birdo? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you're like the exact in-between if they both just ran into each other and became one person. I was like, yeah, I guess I could kind of see it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, like, I, I, think, I wasn't insulted. It no, was, not at yeah. all. I, like, I think men. that's one of like the things like about you is like, like as a boss is – like a lot of people at the shop, like it's obviously the relationship like that Dave and I have with you is different because like some of the people there are just like so scared to like even talk to you yeah, or like won't say anything to you. Yeah. But like, they're all kind of new. I mean, we've hired what, like 20 people in the last year and a half or two. Well, yeah. I mean, so like even, you know, like with COVID, like when COVID happened, I remember COVID happens and like me and Nick met Menix. We're just like, fuck, what are we going to do? Yeah. Like we're so scared. Like I remember like mm-hmm. we were both I don't know if we did, but we were both like talking to each other and we we're like, you know what? Like he he lets us like rent office space from him and like you know, it does so much. We're like we were ready to like go in there and be like, Listen, don't worry about paying us, like pay everyone else. Because again, no one like it's the end of the world as far as like we're concerned. Yeah. Right. And one person quit. Uh if you he quit, but then like what most businesses were like letting people go we were like hiring so many other people and like i think that's like the cool thing you know like with pro wrestling tees because it's like even in a pandemic like you were still able to like provide jobs for people yes i mean we like one hour tees banks on like events and reunions and team sports and like schools was our big thing and like that all stopped so like one hour teas, we had to close like the retail side, 
and they had nothing to do that we were getting like one order um but i didn't want to let anyone go so like my mind was like how can we make more money for pro wrestling tees so we can pay the people from one hour tees so i could still pay them you know for a couple months i mean it, it's lasted a long time um but so you know we were just coming up with new you know new ways to make money so we did what we could to increase pro wrestling tees and double our business so that we could pay the employees that you know that part of our business that we couldn't um that wouldn't you know wasn't getting any business anymore and um because of that like we had to hire more people like the mask thing i was all i was like i'm not going to do masks i don't need it but then it worked out pretty good. It worked out, yeah. yeah. There's we had to do, and then then we started doing masks, and we sold like fifty thousand masks in a couple months. We were we were we were having so much trouble getting the masks, and it was just like a whole new side of the business that we didn't have before. So we were able to make all this extra money to pay the employees that sh- I should have let go, but I was able to keep everyone. Well, that's I, I think that's also like one of the admirable things about you that one day it's typically like you'll go you know what i think i want to start doing this having no knowledge of how to do said thing you know be like i think i want to start making posters i want to start making shoes yeah and we're just like all right guess we're doing that now and like you will find a way to do it it always seems to work out yeah like i know i know specifically there was the (laughs) the um one hour t's like uh truck that you had yeah one hour t's on wheels Yeah. yeah But like aside from that, has have you had any like business as far as like pro wrestling tees, like when our tees goes, like anything that you thought like, man, this is gonna be huge, it's gonna be like, you know, the next big thing that like wasn't as big as you thought it would be. Um I mean one hour tees on wheels, that's it. I mean it just <laughs> And porn flicks. Adele flicks. Adele flicks. Yeah. <laughs> um There's definitely some stuff. I'm just can't think of it. Um what did we do that was a bust? I don't know. I can't. I can't remember. Well, no, like, everything I do is gold. <laughs> well, no, I, I don't know. During the pandemic, I'd have a bunch of friends that like they would get furloughed or straight up just completely lost their job, and they're like, "Man, it's pretty rough out there." How about you guys? And I'm like, business is kind of boom. At least on like the pro wrestling tea side, like we were all, like you said, we were always finding ways to push out more product get more customers engaged and like i think it kind of helped that like a lot of the wrestling fans were just like sitting like oh i gotta do something and they were just impulsively buying shirts still which you know yeah i think they were doing it to support the wrestlers yeah the wrestlers couldn't wrestle because you couldn't have events so you know and you don't have to you're not going out to restaurants you're not going right you're not doing anything you're saving money you're not going to anywhere you're just sitting there and you've got and then you've got stimulus checks coming in you're like what am i going to do with it i'll buy merch i'll support the wrestlers yeah and we were able to use that to support you know us and the other employees so and we also good. had the the staff fund like people could like donate a dollar yeah you know of their order and like you know sometimes wrestling fans can be the worst that we all acknowledge that but like during that time like they were hooking us up yeah i remember that specifically like i and i won't for his privacy i won't mention but like i remember there was like there was someone from the wwe that like donated like a large sum Mm -hmm. and it was like one and that person in particular he's usually always really like good about supporting indie wrestlers like as it is so that was like one of those things where it's like oh fuck like 
people really care because again it's like it's so hard at least i think for me i don't know about you dave like to me it's like it's just work you know right. you come in you clock in clock out um and like i like i enjoy it like it's like not because he's sitting here like there's never there's never really a day where i'm just like oh fuck i'm like i gotta go in today and get these shirts printed for chris jericho oh i wish i could go to the beach instead or something like like it, there's yeah you know um and like most people at work like that not all of them you know I some try to make it fun like for yeah. people i'm not you know like yeah we i i don't think i'm that like crazy i, I let frank do the crazy stuff <laughs> did he leave he's not here. he left yeah he's not here yeah frank's the bad guy i'm the good guy <laughs> Well, but that's the thing too. Like you know, we we've had people come in, and like you, sometimes you can tell when someone just they're a little thin skinned, or they just won't click. Like we've had a few people like that, but yeah, they don't click with us. I for guess. the most part, like almost, especially on like the pro wrestling T side, like they'll hit the ground and then they get it. You know, it yeah. may maybe take a couple days, but yeah. But I mean, again, too, I think it is part in just like the the, the relationship you develop with like with Ryan, because like I specifically remember one time where, uh, so this was like very early on in the pandemic, where uh, me and Ryan were printing because it was like it was only me, Ryan, Paul, and Frank, maybe like one or two other people. So me and Ryan are printing, and then Ryan printed for like five minutes, and then you're like, I can't do this, and you leave, and then your mom came in for something. And she's like, uh, I don't know, she's talking to me, and then I messed up a shirt, and I'm like, great. And then you walk, you're like, way to go, idiot. And you walk by, and she's like, mind you, Gail, she's HR. She's like, right. are you going to let him call you that? I was like, I don't know, man, you're HR. Are you going to fucking let him call me that? But, like, that's also the relationship that, you know, that, like, we have. Like, I'm sure there's people there that, like, if you joked around with them like that, they'd, like, you know. He called me an idiot. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Gail, I think uh, Ryan called me an idiot, like. You know, you write them up or something. But, I mean, that's one of the good things about working there is that most people will, I mean, they'll either fit in with everyone and, like, get the joke, or they won't, and they'll just, you know, clock in and clock out, and that's how they are. Um, Now, again, we work so closely with AEW and basically every other company. The only company we don't really do anything with, aside from piss them off, uh, is WWE. Yes. Like, before all this like did you ever approach them at any point and try and like do something with them yeah i pitched colt hooked me up with someone there and we pitched them the idea of creating t-shirts for all their wrestlers and setting up stores so basically we pitched pro wrestling tees to them and they were not interested so we started pro wrestling that's how like we started pro wrestling tees basically because I didn't have like the connections to all these big named wrestlers, and I was like, well, maybe we could set up a site where we make shirts for. Because at WWE, not every wrestler had. I mean, they might now, but at the time, not every wrestler had a shirt. There were like twenty-five wrestlers who got shirts, and then the rest were like not like NXT had just started. Um, so I'm like, we can make a shirt for every wrestler. Set up a store. We can make designs, print them on demand. Doesn't cost you anything. Um, and yeah, they were not interested. And then didn't like at some point later they did put out a T-shirt for every single person and yeah, like they basically did pro wrestling tees. I mean, they did their custom tees site. I think they still do. For the I don't I don't know. 
But I, I don't think anyone goes on it though. Like it's, I don't know if it's still active. I think that they still do on demand shirts. But yeah, I mean, uh, and what's that like for you? Because it's happened in multiple instance, instances in which like, oh, I'm gonna st- like, I'll fucking say it. Like the micro brawlers, like yeah. you start doing micro brawlers, and then there's those like knockoff ones that people are like, they're not knockoff ones, and it's like, yeah. Um, I mean, if micro brawlers wasn't like a million dollar business i'd probably be more upset about it but i don't really give a fucking shit anymore well like in general like when you have like you'll have like when you have these ideas for things like that and just like yeah i mean i it's not like i'm the first person in the world to set up a t-shirt i'm like i've done things that other people have done like like um what have we done we made like you know custom printed shoes like we're not the first people to make custom printed shoes and very soon we're launching our video messaging service shoot which is oh. it's a hot, sco- sco- hot scoop yeah yeah so that i we mean we're working on it for a while though. Yeah. yeah we were supposed to launch in october it's way way harder than i thought so it's it's been i mean it's a pretty intense you know software and it's going to allow people to buy video messages from anyone on the site along with t-shirts it'll be integrated into everyone's store and it's very easy to sign up so and we're not the first people to do video messaging so i mean just just like yeah it, if someone knocks off your product like micro brawlers yeah it's it's kind of annoying especially because dave like designed it and it looks the same but yeah there's nothing you can do but um, there's also something to that that is like like especially with like t-shirt design before i came here like people would rip off my designs and i'd get mad about it but it's like you're clearly doing something right yeah if someone's copying you like our our shirts are on every bootleg website possible i gave up i can't take them off anymore they're everywhere you type in any shirt like even like brand new roddy piper shirts that we put up yesterday are gonna be on like these weird ass websites i don't know if people actually buy them from there i think I think I think for the most part they buy from us, but um, but we can tell like when you guys come to meet and greets and you have a bootleg Bullet Club shirt, yeah, we know. Right. I, I think well, that's speaking of Bullet Club shirts. That's always my favorite. Is like like at the peak of Bullet Club, and when we'd be at these like Ring of Honor shows, even WWE shows, is that you could always tell who has the knockoffs because again, just from it's tiny seeing get yeah. so many get like made i'm like i know the exact dimensions of what that's supposed to look like yeah whether it's from us or you know njpw yeah, yeah. that thing is either too yeah. small or too big it I mean, doesn't you can have tell the right just distress. by like yeah the distressed in, in the in the b if there's like a line like yeah you could tell if it's a bootleg i mean we we could tell i don't know if anybody else could tell i mean there's there's a lot of that like a lot of like oh that looks you know that's that a little picture that, that's yeah. a little off but yeah unless you stare at a thousand t-shirts a day like we do like you right. won't ever notice um we'll wind down with the wrestling talk with literally with just like you know pro wrestling tees it, it's growing and it just it's always getting bigger and bigger like what what do you feel is the most rewarding part of you know of the years they've been in pro wrestling tees like if you know if they had to write in your obituary and the one thing he was most proud of with pro wrestling tees was what would it be <laughs> don't worry that's not what they're gonna write in your obituary um like like one thing that i'm most proud of yeah i don't know man like 
I'm proud that we have like like I'm able to employ like 45 individuals that like now have jobs and enjoy enjoy coming to work I think most of them do um, and that we can you know produce merchandise for all these fans that probably couldn't get it five years ago there was no or ten years ago there was no place to buy you know wrestling shirts online really besides WWE um, don't don't write this on my obituary I'm just fucking <laughs> spitting nonsense um, um, I don't know I mean I'm I'm proud that we built this like business and it's successful we're making money I wish I, I wish I didn't have to work as much. But. I'd say, you know, I'm close to the inside of it, but, like, also, you know, I'm not a wrestler or anything, but, like, one thing I will say is, like, what kind of summed up what I think is so special about Pro Wrestling Tees is um, we were able to give Matt Nix a micro-brawler. Yeah. And, like, we love him. He's not the highest-profile wrestler ever, but, like, because of, like, this big machine, or small machine, however you want to look at it, we're able to take people that might not have a spotlight on them and give them dope merchandise, yeah. like stuff that like some guy on the road wouldn't be able to just design himself and go to, you know, he's got to carry boxes to the arena and stuff. Like we cut all that out for them and they can focus on wrestling or, you know, like Matt Nix may not ever get signed to WWE or AEW or something, but not, he's got an action figure. That's something we can do for people, you know, yeah. and it, that's something that wasn't there like 10 years ago. No one had that outlet. And, you know, there's a few wrestlers that, you know, kind of helped start this company with us, you know, that hustled and were really merch-minded. But, like, this system didn't exist until it did. And now, you know, because of that, you could argue stuff like All In may, may not have happened. And then from that, AEW might not have happened. And, like, there's this little seed that we planted that, like, or, like, shoot, we're talking about shoot, like, there's people... You know, I don't want to bash WWE, but there's there's people in there that can't get all their cameo money because some guy said, "Ah, oh, that's my money now," and so now we're giving someone an alternative. Hey, you wanna you wanna set what you're making? You wanna schedule how many however many shoots you wanna do? You can do that, and you can take your destiny into your own hand. And like we help do that for people. And like to me, that's what I'm proud of. Like we get to see people that came out of nowhere, like a Danhausen or something, and now there's lots of people that were like who the fuck was that a month ago and because maybe they saw something in a pro wrestling crate yeah. or we featured them on the website people know them and they're doing well so like Danhausen sold more micro brawlers than anyone that we've released in the last like six yeah. months and he's the top selling wrestler on the site that's not part of AEW right so he's like I mean he's he's an indie guy and he yeah. and he still does I mean I assume we're we're you know helping his income and yeah that's a good chunk of change that wouldn't have existed for someone well i i think my favorite part is whenever we're at these wrestling shows and rick is there and dad your dad and nick your brother is also there because at some point this conversation will happen and i see it's in nick's eyes he does it on purpose at some point he will say loud enough for your father to hear big brother or ryan i'm so proud of you without you none of this would happen yeah and you're just like cool, thanks. And it's like carding, it's like calling Marty McFly a chicken because your dad just sits there and seethes. And at some point, he'll just blurt out like, 
well, if it wasn't for me, none of this would happen because Ryan came for my balls. And yeah, we should really thank Ricky B's balls. Yeah, <laughs> he does bring that up a lot, a, a lot, yeah. constantly. So much so he he mentioned it so much on our show. I had to edit it out. I had I, I'm sure he mentioned that at some point on the episode we did with him, but he mentioned it so much that I was like, yeah. we can't have this guy a talk lot of about balls references. Yeah. Um, but a thing they referenced on there, they talked about is Kid Cash. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and I'm not talking about the ECW original. Yeah, why, don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about Kid Cash? Yeah. Um, I used to like be a rap. Like I used to rap. I used to mm-hmm. be a rapper, I guess. Uh, so I went by the name Kid Cash. I did not watch ECW growing up. I didn't even know there was a, a, a wrestler named Kid Cash until like five years later when someone's like, that's already a name. Um, so yeah, I uh, I used to rap like in high school. I used to on stage, like that was probably the only other time I was nervous, like going out <laughs> on stage there. So it's a stage thing, stage fright. Yeah. Um, so I used to rap in front of the whole school. I used to make CDs and sell them in like the lunchroom. Um, and so like five years <laughs> down, like after, I get an email from some guy saying I own the name kid cash or i represent the guy that owns the name kid cash and i'm gonna sue you for the name and i I, or something like that i don't even remember i wish i still had the email but he said but so was the wrestler kid cash um and he said yeah they offered to buy it from me the the name like i own the i own the domain Mm kidcash.com like my songs are on there now you can go listen to them yeah very explicit just you know a product of its time. Yeah, listen, influenced by Two Life Crew. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he said, I want the domain or I'm going to sue you. I offered it to him for $10,000. He said no. I think he said something about, he, you know, he's like maybe going to work for Vince McMahon and he's going to sue me. I, I don't remember. But I was a young kid. I'm like, You're right. I'm like eight, nine, 17, 18, 19 years old I don't, at the time. Um, I had, I didn't know. But yeah, I think we've made some Kid Cash shirts at at the shop. Oh, really? I, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's the that's the story of Kid Cash. Are, are you in practice still? Could you spit like four hot bars for us? No, <laughs> it's super embarrassing. I don't really like. But I mean, I made all my own music and. Well, that's I mean, definitely something uh, to be yeah, proud I mean, of. Yeah, you're definitely sitting there hustling. Well, like, I, I know another thing that you really love is Disney. Yes. And Dave and I have mentioned to you before, uh, we recently had uh, Chris from Main Event Candles. Mm. And, well, you know, we figured we'd break the news here. Available soon will be the Ryan Barkin Grand Floridian Scented Candle. Oh. <laughs> did, did Julia tell you that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she knows, yeah, we like to stay at the Grand Floridian. Yeah, it's Grand Floridian, your favorite hotel in Disney. And yes. so we figured... What better scent to, uh, you know, to be synonymous with Ryan Barkin than oh, great. the Ryan. So soon you'll be able to purchase, you know, Ryan Barkin. <laughs> it smells great. Yeah, yeah well, it will smell great. Yeah. yeah. My whole house smells like the Grand Floridian because we have, like, the scent in, like, this thing and Julia shoots it off, like, into, it's like an oil <laughs> diffuser thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the whole house smells like Grand Floridian. So every time I walk in, I feel like I'm on vacation. Oh, well, that's good. And then, like, so it's funny that you mentioned Kid Cash t-shirts. What? Well, because well, I have a gift for you. I know it was just my birthday like a few days ago, yeah. but I've got a gift for you. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. 
for, for, for those, I mean, you guys aren't here, but Ryan yeah. is opening up a present, and uh, you know, you'll hear his live reaction to it. Oh, dude, <laughs> I think I'm gonna kill you, dude. I can already see this. So, holy, the, fuck. the listeners at home will already know what this is, dude. You have the Buffalo Grove sign on here, <laughs> and my fucking dad's father. <laughs> Dave, Dave, why don't you tell them the best part about this t-shirt? Well, uh, so this is our gift to you, and we got some for the children and the wife. But also, right now on ProWrestlingTees.com, you can buy this very shirt off of our store at uh, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash PWTCast. You could be a part of history. Fuck. Like right now or like this is after this airs? Right now. Oh. Like I could buy it? Wait. <laughs> do you think Kid Cash is going to sue us? No, I hope not. But uh, you know, I, I contacted Julia. I said, "Hey, do you have any young pictures of of Ryan as Kid Cash?" And the hell, she came through and she said, "He's probably going to divorce me after this, but it's worth it." So, Dude, what, do you, what do you think? Did I shave Kid Cash in the back of my head? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or is that something you made? No, no, that's that's a picture of you. I don't remember doing that. Yeah, fuck. I did that? It's pretty sick. So stupid. Where'd you get this photo from? <laughs> from Julia. I used to have a tattoo of my face on my arm, and it said Kid Cash. It was my it was my album cover. Really? Yes, I covered it up. I got it removed, <laughs> and I covered it with a samurai. The stupidest thing I've ever done. I was like 17 in Panama City. Well, what do you uh, think? Very, well, I mean, very embarrassing. Um, but pretty I, rad, though. Pretty, pretty rad. Looks like a fucking No Limit. Yeah. Sure, it's exactly what I would have worn as Kid Cash. Yeah. I wish I had these. I could have shot them out on stage at school. Well, the best part is now is you can send your kids to school wearing these because yeah. there's one in there for each of them. As, we've even as, got a onesie. Yeah, we've even got a, a onesie in there for, for little Kira. Fuck. Uh, Ryan, thank you for letting us yeah. do this. Like, again, it's it's we definitely like, oh, yeah, we work for Ryan at Pro Wrestling Tees our way into so many interviews yeah. with people who probably would never have wanted to talk to us, but... They did because they like you, and thank you for employing us. Yeah, you know for no everything. For being good employees, and yeah, and not even just interviews, just and friends. Yeah, we've yeah. had we've had so many cool experiences just being part of this thing that you created. So many cool ones that we can't even talk about. Yeah. But like they're still there, you know. Yeah. Like they, yeah. yeah, like we've gone on wrestling themed cruises. Yeah, like you know, just random things. Like I, you know. Like, if it's not for this job, I don't at some point dress up in a penis costume and beat Castro in a wrestling match. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. that happens. His greatest achievement. My greatest achievement, aside from Employee of the Year. Yeah. After that was that. Uh, Dude, I cannot believe you made these shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and you put my fucking car on here. It's your dad's car. <laughs> and my car. I don't know if you noticed the, the little Gucci stripe at the bottom. Where? Oh, down here? <laughs> I used to have Gucci seats in my car. <laughs> yeah, if you listen to the episode with Listen, Julia, I lived... The rapper lifestyle, okay? Yeah. I was all in on the rapper life. I had Gucci seats, TVs, 22s. I won car shows, and I rapped. Wait, you won car shows? How mad did that make your dad? So my trophy is bigger than any of my dad's trophies he's ever won. <laughs> we were at the dub show in McCormick Place, and I won first place for best, like, sedan. Or, I had a Chrysler 300 with, like, rims. I had an old-school Nintendo in there and uh gucci seats and all this custom shit and then i and nobody thought i was gonna win and i went and i won the biggest trophy it's the only trophy i ever won never played sports never won shit 
It's the only trophy I've ever won for anything. So, yeah, I think my dad's pretty mad, maybe pretty happy. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I mean, if there's one thing, you know, Ryan, either Barkin gets like to do is, you know, get on Rick's nerves and it's the best. I've done it myself. I do it constantly. Um, but yeah, man, Ryan, we've, we've kept you long enough. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you gotta get home to present your family with one of these. Um, hopefully, you know, uh, at some point down the line, we get a family photo of all you guys wearing these. Cause you know, it's wait. Just, so these are for sale. On the website? Yes. They're yeah. live right now as we speak. Ugh. Right in time for the sale, guys. Yeah, right in time for the sale. So if you guys want to wait for the sale, I would wait because then you can get these at a discounted price. Uh, yeah. Um, anything Anything you want to say, Ryan, before uh, we get out of here? <laughs> oh, my God. He's just shaking his head. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, no, thanks for listening. Thanks for having me on episode 100. Maybe we'll do it again. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of already been promised. Well, oh, man, you see all the so it was the thing too where i almost wish i've talked about hundreds of times at the beginning of the pandemic you just like we should record an episode yeah in case you died yeah i wish we would have so that we could have just compared the two um but i mean it's good because yeah. we don't have an episode because like it's yours you're not dead yeah i'm not dead it also would have been very weird like in case you did die and then just like we're just promoting yeah the yeah. ghost of ryan <laughs> you'd be profiting even more off your death which sick yeah yeah i also just had mouth surgery yeah I don't know if anybody knows. You can barely tell. Yeah, we've been talking about. We've been staring at it surgery. the whole time, though. Yeah, it's no, fucking no. gross. My per- my lips are purple. Yeah, and I just thought it was really cold in here. Yeah. yeah, it is cold in here. It's pretty gangster. This is a cool studio you guys got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The landlord's kind of a prick, but you know, he didn't mind that we painted the walls and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you didn't ask permission. Oh. But it looks good. It looks good. Yeah. Uh, all right, Ryan. Well, thank okay. you for having us on here. And uh, if you're a member of the Patreon, you'll probably be hearing Ryan very soon, too, if that's a, any indicator. Oh, we've talked about it. Yeah. Ryan will eventually be back on for the Patreon. We promised them. Yeah. What so. do I have to do? Answer questions. It'll be a Q&A. It'll be fine. It'll be shorter. Like now? Yeah. No, not no, now. No, 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 no. no. Oh. At a later time. And you'll also have to name all 45 employees of yours, first yeah. and last names. Since you love them so much. Yeah. <laughs> Or kidding, you don't have That's to. That's fine. Yeah. I, I mean, I could just pull up the paper records. <laughs> yeah. Read it off. Easy. All right. All right. Uh, well, thank you again, Ryan. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you again to Ryan Barkin for that interview. And you, I'm telling you, if you're listening to this right at like midnight and stuff like that, wait for the sale to start and get yourself a Kid Cash t-shirt. Um, I've already got an idea in mind uh, for our Christmas card. Hopefully, <laughs> it'll come to fruition, but it'll definitely involve that T-shirt is is all I'm yeah. saying. It's I, one of my favorite designs. Oh, yeah. Like, I think, I don't know if it was on mic or off mic, but I think the, my favorite thing about that T-shirt is at one point, Ryan was like, this is exactly what I would have worn as Kid Cash. Yeah. Which, like, I think the highest compliment one can receive. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was a little worried Mm -hmm. because, you know, the whole joke was we're going to spring it out. And I'm like, and it's available now. And, you know, he's, you know, like he said, he's a little embarrassed of like that time in his life, you know, because like how many times have we all looked back and we're like, ooh, ooh, constantly. I have not a good look. I love Facebook memories because I get to delete all the real cringy stuff I posted. But this one we turned not a good look into a pretty great look. And uh, you can have that look, too. Yeah, you know, head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash PWTCast. Listen, a goal of mine is for us to to one day be a top seller. Yeah. 
You know, I don't listen. I'm, this is our best chance. Yeah, this is our best chance. We don't have to be Dan Housen, you know, bestseller type. Yeah. Um, just want to be a bestseller. Yeah. And um, I've got something special in production that hopefully will come out and, uh, you know, it'll complement this T-shirt very well. Um, you know, if 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 production on set, listen, there's going to be a cool sticker to go along with this. I, yeah. You know, placing the order today, hopefully it gets here in time. If not, listen, I'll hold your order back a little bit and yeah. it'll be worth it because this sticker will be pretty sweet when yeah. you see it. Um, so thank you in advance, anyone who purchases a T-shirt. And listen, if you don't have to purchase a T-shirt to support us yeah. or even like join the Patreon, you know, uh, you guys listening to us is enough for us because again we we love and we love all the support that every single one of you guys gives um and yeah you know it's it's been quite a long episode so it won't be too long of an outro but thank you again thank you again to everyone who's ever listened to you know be it one episode or every single episode uh we appreciate every single one of you guys um if, if you're interested in joining the patreon no, I forgot to mention that. I will be having a second episode with Ryan. Yes. This one will be uh, a Q and Stank, what I like to call our Q and A's, uh, with Ryan, where you, you know you can send in send in some questions for him. We'll, we'll ask him. We'll get to as many as we can. Um, I think that would be kind of like a, f- a fun little thing to do, like yeah, like towards the end of the month. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to sign up for the Patreon, you know you can sign up for as low as five bucks, and like I mentioned, with that tier, you get um, the free. Uh, the the free movie review every week if you sign up for the ten dollar tier uh free movie review as well as we we have the um stickers you know we give you the weekly shout outs we add you to the the christmas card list and uh you get a free monthly sticker as well as the the third you know additional bi-weekly podcast then if you join our twenty dollar tier you know everything we mentioned before uh as well as we'll put you on an episode of scrump and stang's family video you know, there are some people, Neil, Ryan, uh, Clifford, we, we owe you guys one and we're definitely going to get you. And especially now that we have this brand new studio, you definitely need to get Clifford Frazier up in yes, here. Yes, for sure. Um, and you also get a patron of the show t-shirt. So um, if you're interested in signing up for the Patreon, you know, head over to patreon.com forward slash PWTcast. The, the link will be in the description down below. And hey, if you have no interest, no worries. You know, we pre- we love and uh appreciate all the support uh if you already aren't make sure you're following us over on social media you know it's at pwtcast on instagram and twitter you can find our personal uh information there as well if you want to follow us um dave any anything you want to say before we get out of here yeah i I gotta say you know we started this out as you know it's corny to say and it's cliche but like we started out as a labor of love like we had we came in with no expectations uh we did make a list Mm -hmm. which you know we've got most of the people on the list um, but we really did it one, obviously to get to know some of the wrestlers, but also to shine a spotlight on some of the things that go on at the shop and some of the people that we work with and we love, you know, we consider them brothers and sisters. And, um, you know, I've always been pleasantly surprised when people say, I, wow, I really loved that episode with stupid Michael or, you know, it, it's always the, the in-house ones that seem to get like a really good reaction. So that's been nice, but like all the support that we've gotten from people that you know i know when i wake up on monday they'll be the same people that'll they'll tweet out they're ready you know for an episode drugs elaney drugs elaney supporting every week every week love that man and so like there's things like that um people buying our t-shirts uh you know like anthony torres just head to toe decked out and 
you know, PWT cast gear. Jesse Kohlenberg has bought it every single one of our t-shirts. Collected the gauntlet. Yeah. And it, it's just things like that. Um, you know, seeing Effie do an interview and he's wearing a PWT cast shirt or, um, you know, I'll be honest with you, when when you were like, hey, let's start a Patreon, I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to do it. Like, it's one of those things, much like the podcast itself, that like, just jump in with both feet because like, I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to do it. Like, who would pay to, you know, and then there was a time who would listen to us. Um, but we've hit all these milestones. We've met so many good people and the people that we did know we've become better friends with. Um, I feel like the actual PWT cast has grown past the employees of Pro Wrestling Tees. We, we've got like a, a satellite family full of people all like literally all around the world that have supported us. Uh, many of you since day one. And it's just been like an absolute pleasure getting to meet some of you, hearing people do some of our uh, in-jokes that we do with each other. And yeah, it's it's been fun. There have been times where doing the podcast hasn't been the most convenient thing, but we love doing it. And um, yeah, it, it's been fun. I, I can't wait for episode 200 when... Uh, get Dave Batista. Yeah, we, we get Dave Batista. Um, and like I said, you, you guys have helped us hit so many goals. Um and it's sprung from one weekly episode to now we've got you know three different shows sometimes three yeah and sometimes we just throw extra bonus ones but like that's because we love doing this and we love you guys and again thanks to ryan because like you know without him doing making his big leap this wouldn't exist like mm. you know without him saying yes you can use the likeness of this very special and precious thing that i yeah that i am in charge of and and without him building this business, you know, many of these friendships would have never crystallized in the first place. So we're very lucky to get him on. Real happy that he, he toughed it through because, like, you know, we, we might show you a picture of his lip. It's not looking great. He's he's not feeling too well, but uh, he had a lot of fun, I think. We had Frank in here for a little bit, laughing a little bit. So, um, yeah, here's to the next 100 and beyond. Um, we're always going to try and come up with some fresh and new stuff for you. And uh, can't thank you guys enough. All right, Dave. Well, uh, I'm looking at my clock now, and it looks like it's about that time where I've run out of things to say. Yeah, and I I just uh, did some verbal diarrhea, so I'm all empty, and uh, I, too, have run out of things to say. All right, guys. Well, for the PWT cast, I've been Scrum. And this is Stank. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast, and so I must bid you adieu. Goodbye. And good night. Bang, bang.